The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Edwin Reyes. I'm Edwin. And I'm Jack Newman. Welcome to Animania. This week, we're going to be taking at Yasuke, the uh, television. I guess it is technically I always think of it as an anime movie, but it is a television series debuting with the full run on Netflix. Currently, it's six episodes uh, being adapted. Was a studio Mappa production. Yeah. Licensed by Netflix. Here's a quick synopsis for you. Uh, directed by Lishan, Lishan Thomas and Takaro Sato, uh, produced by Matthew Shattuck, written by Lashawn Thomas, Flying Lotus, Nick Jones Jr., and Alex Larson. Music by Flying Lotus, which is awesome that he's like involved in that. In an alternate reality, 16th century feudal Japan, reimagined with magic and advanced technology, an African man named Yasuke went from being in the service of a Jesuit missionary during the, uh, the Namban trade to being a warrior and retainer in the the service of Lord Oda Nobunaga. In the year 1582, he witnessed the fall of Nobunaga's forces in a battle at Honoji Temple against the army of the Dark General who served the demonic uh, warlord Yami no Daimyo. When Nobunaga's death and the defeat of his forces, Yami no Daimyo assumes complete control of the land. 20 years later, Yasuke tries to put his storied passage past as a legendary ronin known as the Black Samurai behind him and retires as a recluse boatman named Yasuke at a remote village he encounters a singer at a local bar named ichika and later agrees to help her and her daughter saki a sick girl with mysterious magical powers north to see a special doctor to help with saki's condition after an attack by mercenaries who who are after ichika and saki yasuke is tasked with protecting saki while coming to terms with his past dealing with the would-be conqueror of japan and facing dark supernatural elements as yasuke and saki find themselves in the middle of a struggle against the forces of yame no daimyo yeah, uh, alt history, Japan with like lots of cool stuff. But talking about real actual history here, Yasuke is an actual historical figure uh, who was actually an African-American samurai who actually became a retainer in Japan. So that is actually a real story that this is like loosely based upon. Uh, yeah, and it kind of has it. The first part of it is very straightforward. A lot of the history of Oda Nobunaga taking on Yasuke and kind of how Oda Nobunaga was like, he was, he's definitely was like a cultural iconoclast in the context of uh, Japan at that time period. And was probably, yeah, to some element was, was attacked by Mitsuhide Akechi after the fact at Honoji temple and killed because of his iconoclasm and just how he went about things. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it, this has been a kind of a fascinating series and I want to kind of start with you, Ed, what did you think of Yasuke? Um, I really dug it. It was uh, fun, action-y, interesting. I mean, robot shooting lasers uh, in... Is this feudal Japan era? I I don't know. This is warring states, Pan. Yeah, so yeah, feudal Japan, yeah. Um, And also a giant Russian wolf person. (laughs) Uh, This was fun. I enjoyed this show. Yeah, uh, Trevor, what was your take? Yeah, um, this is a fucking, this is a fucking bomb, man. This this was a trip. This was very awesome. Um, 
just looking at the pedigree behind it, like it has this adult swim vibe. And then you see like LaShawn Thomas, like worked on boondocks and shit. And Flying Lotus is a new name for me, but apparently it did a lot of like the bump music on adult swim. Like, you know, like the, that is correct, the breaks, yeah. which I yeah. love and adore. So like, yeah, no wonder I like this is like, also, you know, that's the only thing. It, belong, it belongs like in the space of Adult Swift, maybe more than like a Netflix binge-a-thon. But I, I don't know what I'm bitching about. It was still fun as hell to watch it on, on Netflix and binge it with you. So like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, sign on the music. Uh, Thundercat did the OP, which is very good. The OP is yeah. a lot, man. The, mu- <laughs> the, music, the music in this is like one of the best elements of this, to, mm-hmm. be, to be sure. Like it is it is also just a very chill progression. The opening is a trip. Every, uh, it just gets you into the mood for it. It's it's like it, it's one of those things where it's like this. This has like some of the best production value of anything on this season. And it's all I like that. We just both right lost now. it when we realized like when Oda Nobunaga shows up in the OP, he's just like stumbling over drunk because he can't right. handle and, it. He and, can't and, handle and the OP. Like, That's the thing. It's yeah, like he can't handle yeah. it. <laughs> it has this, it has this lovely, weird relationship with Odo Nobunaga that he is this freeing force, but also like this, this, this force that just doesn't understand him Which at is, the same time. As many shows I've seen that reference Nobunaga, I've never known that about him before. That he was so oh yeah, because Nobunaga yeah. is just like famously from the Samurai Warriors game where he's like, and he's just like, yeah and he's just like this huge battlefield thing like he's either made evil in these games or he is like because like that's the Anamusha warriors like he's the big bad evil in all the Anamusha warriors games which is just always funny to me because he was just like i mean he, he was definitely self-motivated for conquest so he's not like this he's not like somebody that had like really great ambitions not exactly a philanthropist like, but neither was king arthur you know that's the parallel yeah and that's the same always, sort of thing you know? but he did he did throw away a lot of these like social traditions to like better himself because people thought of him as trash anyways and there was this element where he's like well we're just going to use everybody and we're going to just do that and he armed more peasantry he did all sorts of stuff because he just didn't have access to like certain resources and he used lots more he used lots of firearms like he was really he was really, and robots really good don't like, forget that he used robots yeah no, no that's that's use robots yeah he didn't use robots yeah anyway oh that's he that's just the show. mages and and uh magic yeah mysticism right i i i guess like it bothers me that like there's no Hideyoshi Hashiba like in terms like one of the things that I do have a gripe here is that like you know I'm I'm like a Sengoku Jedi fan so like where's Hideyoshi Hashiba and Tokugawa Iyasu it is weird like, right how like you keep waiting for them to show up and then there's like no there's just the evil daimyo spider lady dude like well you and I'm like you know. okay cool <laughs> like it, it, I definitely feel like the it's one of those things too where I'm like I'm slightly more interested in the, the flashback story they're telling than the primary story the primary story is very simple and the flash bear story is much more complicated yeah and i think that they and it's, it's not done for not a reason they're definitely play off each both stories play off each other in interesting fun ways but i definitely am just infinitely more fascinated with like this relationship between him and nobunaga and kind of his preference like it's got that comes before it's, it. it it's it's a it's a story about a man quote unquote haunted by his past uh in case you didn't get it they tell you that and uh the past that he is haunted by is japanese history <laughs> <laughs> so that's just kind of, a, kind of a weird way to do that. But yeah, it's got like this noir energy of like, I don't know, we were watching it and whenever, I think it's the flashback where he kills the woman 
uh, even where there's like a sax like music stab in there, and we're like, yeah, yeah, it is, it is that, you know, yeah, the the sax, the, the, like the Blade Runner stab, like, mm-hmm. like when it just goes off in the background where he's like stabbed her through the chest, and I was like, that was that got me, that was good, that was good, wasn't it? Like that, that was like I was amazed, and I just, I and then there's also this. the moments where like in his dream sequence he's decapitated and he becomes a tree. You know, right. That was awesome. That was that was totally a fuck show. That was just totally like me just being like, I okay, I'm out. Ed, did you not? Ed, did you not love the like stoner energy of this shit? Like, what what did you think about this whole aesthetic, man? I knew I love the aesthetics. Uh, Like I said, I I really enjoyed this. I had very minimal complaints with the show. Um, I liked the direction they took. I liked. Uh, it's 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 it's. Wait, did you have any like any complaints? Yeah, tell uh, us. Or any like the the spectrum of the psychedelics? Like I don't know. Like, did you want it to go full trip tilt more, or were you satisfied no, with I how trippy like, it was? Or all that was was a fine balance and everything. Uh, the only like kind of like hangups I got really were the the sheer like no explanation given for why there's robots and wolf people and big spider lady dynamo I, I i did have a thing too like it's not like we couldn't have had hideyoshi hashiba be a villain at the end like onamusha did this like it's fine like hideyoshi hashiba was like really terrible as a daimyo in some ways like it it, it didn't it doesn't have to be it doesn't like i don't know maybe like that's the thing like, the fantastical elements are not necessary and also like generally the cg doesn't look great like mm. i'm sorry yasuke like you don't need to add there doesn't need to be more cg fight sequences because yasuke chopping those samurais up which i was there for it all day right like when he's like when he was killing the Iga clan it was awesome but the, was but awesome. the robot with the one-liners that are all like references dude friends <laughs> okay My you just friend. need to have some you just need to have some russian dude with the cannon that he carries around make the one-liners and it works like he doesn't have to be a robot i don't know every don't time know. that 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 antagonist crew came on screen with like the robot and the lady and the the other Af- guy african guy who's actually like african who has like these elements yeah. of his soul energy I, I, I loved when the robot was like are you guys related like how are you yeah. from the same place? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. was the robot was the, the robot was hilarious. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> the robot was real white. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> it's like, how do we make these jokes but make them still be funny? Have a robot a robot voiced by Darren Chris. I, I honestly think Who that is Darren Chris too? Darren Chris is is uh Harry Potter from the Harry Potter musical. He's Blaine from Oh the, yeah, you mentioned this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. He's in a he's in a lot of shit too. Darren Chris. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he's on. It's know, good he was in. He was in. He was in uh, Glee. I think he's best known for Glee, isn't he? Uh, yeah, best known for Glee and um, other Ryan Murphy show. Uh, assassination of some fashion dude. I forget his name. I feel like that's. Yeah. All right. Anyways, let's let's talk about this just a little bit more. I want to get I want to get down to a couple of elements of this and break down some elements that we didn't did not like. We, but clearly, we had this element of like kind of the CG. We're, we're I'm not. I guess we're all kind of unsure as to why the story needed fantastical elements. That's maybe where we're coming from. It's just yes. I. It's 
I think it's part of the vibe of the show and the adult. I do too. The, yeah. the adult swimness of it that it is just yeah. so it's, much it's, excess. We're just going to give you everything we love about anime and like just it, pack it in there. You're kind of missing the point if you're asking the question, "Why are there giant robots in my anime?" And, and I'm okay with that. I'm at the same time like I I, I kind of want just just tell me why. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree with you that it is like too much. The reason that they do it is the too muchness, but like they also just like I don't know, man. Like the first opening war sequence where they have all the fantastical elements interplay with each other far exceeds anything they do with it, it, the robots or anything later. You know what I mean? Does that the opening scene with the full on like mysticism robot war? I felt lied to when immediately after we're just going to like regular Japan. Uh, everything is, is normal. Right. No, no one has is using any of these elements. It's just they, they're aware of it, but like no one really uses it. It's not commonplace. Like yeah, every, was, time the, weird. every time, every yeah. time the the baddies team showed up, I turned to Jay. I was like, literally, like, oh yeah, I forgot. This show has robots, right? <laughs> like, that that was the so much bit with it. That was that was the bit how it wasn't like baked in because like you'd see Oda Nobunaga, and I was like, where is his robots? And mm-hmm. you just like see him being all normal and being Oda Nobunaga. Yeah, which is just I think the element there is that like one of the things is like people were saying is like I think the question is like Yasuke's life, his actual life is like crazier than this show, mm-hmm. which is which is. An element that I think is a thing too. The other thing too is this is meant to be a teaser. Like Yasuke, like the Flying Lotus, actually said, "We hope these six episodes would serve as an introduction to this world and get you hype for more." We have big plans for Yasuke. Oh. It's just the beginning. Oh, that's what Flying Lotus said on Twitter. Okay, whoa. Uh, can, I will take that, more. That's another like, thing that made me mad. <laughs> that made you mad. Uh, well, spoily, spoily, spoily. I'm mad that he was brought back by the tears of a child. Oh, man. Oh, I, was, I was totally expecting that, though. I, I, I didn't too. want that. I wanted it just to be done. Be like, all right, it's sad. Move on. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. That's what I wanted. I don't know why. I just wanted it. And then she, they made her cry, and he came back, which felt like it cheapened it a little bit. I don't it know. doesn't. I, I, I'm sorry. tropes are tropes, man. I, I, I'm accepting of them. I'm I, fine. I'm it's, accepting it's, of some tropes, but like some just rub me the wrong way. And and resurrection for the sake of happy ending makes me kind of miffed off more often than not. I, I I'll agree with you, Ed, that it's it's more of a like embracing of that kind of trope than it is a thing that is inherently earned in the writing of this show you know like it's not (laughs) this this show's writing is like it's it's like jack and i were talking about it's like it's like the um uh what's the word the punchy it's it's the it 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 it's best at when it's punchy, when it's like Tarantino-esque, but you know, like dialogue shit. Like it's not, it's, <laughs> this show is not like the most sophisticated in it's, that it's writing like overall, but it's in terms of like how, how much it's like setting up stuff and paying off stuff. It's, it's more about the punchiness of the dialogue and, and yeah, like the noirish like fucking thematic beats of like being haunted by your past and all these things that people say in the flashbacks that keep getting repeated, you know, in the present, you know, that, yeah. that kind of energy. It, too. I, I find from my, find myself saying, I, I, I think this show has good writing. I will say that. Yeah. I think, I think this show is well written. I think the issue for me is that the conversation 
that Saki has with Yasuke is always much simpler and not particularly deep, except on a, like a very, very, very surface emotional level versus his conversation with like the woman samurai in the past, mm-hmm. because that is so steeped in like really like in about like her issues and society and everything else. And like him just supporting Oda Nobunaga and her being like, why are you supporting him? It doesn't make sense. Like it, there is like this back and forth there that is like really subtle and interesting that is just not echoed in the conversations in the present storyline, because I find the present storyline to be less interesting than just like the fact that this guy like existed. That shit's crazy. I like, that's like, that's like he, he, and he did, he like had a crazy life and that was a thing. That was an actual thing that Oda Nobunaga was like, people can't be that. That. he must be have dirt on him and then like they like had him washed in front of him to like confirm it that he was yeah what do they figure like, out that he's black that's <laughs> a real thing that happened yeah it was it's weird and awkward and and it's and they just directly put it up there so and i think it works because of that context i just i just find that story to be so packed with like places to go <laughs> that i'm like i'm like slightly annoyed that it's like the <laughs> that it's the past story you know like everything that's happened there has happened and we know from the beginning which we know because it's oda nobunaga so little did we know of course we know that oda nobunaga dies at hanoji temple like we know that that's like a like a designated fast in history so yeah i don't know it, 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 it overall i think that this is a very 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 good show I, I i agree with ed i see why he thinks that like just ending it here may have made it like a better product to put all your cards up front and like six things and make it quick i think they're trying to build something here which i kind of want to see more of because i'll say this the music and the vibe of this show is just absolutely unimpeachable there's nothing this season so far that has gotten me into like a chill vibe like this has so yeah ed you there yeah i'm here there there's <laughs> currently a bug playing in my room so i'm keeping an eye on it okay you keep an eye on that uh yeah i guess let's do some scores on this then uh trevor i, I don't mean to throw you first do you want me to go first or you because this is the question uh i mean i'm really split on this one man i i uh are, do you know what you're gonna give it yet because i don't know yet I'm leaning towards a four. I have problems overall, so but I think I. that yeah, I, th- yeah. I I have problems from a structure overall. And I agree with Ed. I think it t- comes from the fact that it doesn't just end and it's going to continue on. So they haven't used everything that Yasuke represents yet. I just find it weird that I'm like, I, the, I, you know, the story structure and cause just, it just, it just needs like, I don't know. It just needs something else at the same time. Like, animation best thing out there music best things out there intro perfect gets you hyped every time yasuke is fascinating and everything about him is fascinating and and it just it actually fulfills the needs and like the the like the like the guns they set up they fire by the end of act three they do a really good job of just all having it put together so like personally yeah i mean it's hard i I couldn't give it under a four to be frank i can it's a 3.5 for me okay cool I'm torn, but even but even Ed that's negative about it is like a three point five. I'm not even negative, negative about, about it. it. Well, he had more negative things to say than I did. Sorry, I don't mean to like down you, Ed. That's not what I'm doing. It's cool. Like out of like the three negative things I had, you only had two. I get it. <laughs> it's cool. Go ahead, Trevor. I'm leaning to. I'll I'll go ahead and give it a four. Um, you know. It's like a bebop thing in in terms of like just kind of a really simple thematic message, but like executed with all this pastiche and panache and 
I really want to what do we want to talk about illusions in the show's history to like other shows that have been kind of this style? Like, I don't want to bring this up because I you mean, do, to do some not. extent, <laughs> well, no, Lindsay Ellis got, there is like talking about like the history of like, uh, like African American context in anime and kind of the crossover points that it's, it's happened in. And like, there is a, there's just a history in terms of this musical style and kind of this pastiche. Cause you have things like, Afro Samurai and uh, Samurai Shampoo. Samurai Shampoo being more specifically about the music and the pastiche style and the crossover. And just like, and, and it's also kind of just gone over with in terms of like pastiche and high saturation colors and like a lot of Sakaga, like overuse of Sakaga by the standards of even Japanese animation. This one's so like it, it, it's like, it's like a style that it like exists there. And this, and I feel like this is Yasuke is in some ways on that continuation of that style. Uh, from from Afro Samurai and Samurai Champloo in terms of those. Well, things. there's other elements here. I'm by no stretch any sort of scholar on it, but I know that this like is just a, an existing pastiche that's continuing on, and it's cool. But like, you know, this is where we probably need a black person on this cast. Pastiche <laughs> in terms of all the genre elements in it, or other. Right, it's a genre. It's a genre. It's becoming a genre element unto itself, like this element. I see. It. Is that necessarily yeah. a bad thing, though? No, it's no, a great not thing. at all. I think it's cool. Yeah. Like it's not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying that it's like this is a continuation of what is emerging as an African American Japanese crossover genre that is growing. But if you are going to compare it on the contingent to like Afro Samurai and Shampoo, like I would say both of those are better shows. Ooh, I would not say Afro Samurai is better than this. Well, it's been a while since I've seen Afro Samurai. Maybe yeah, I would, I would go back and watch Afro Samurai. Afro Samurai does not have a fantastic story. Afro Samurai is pure. There's no story. Action yeah, animation. it's it, there's but, no story. It's pure action and animation and everything else. But like, it's, it's consistent in that regard. Whereas this leaves something to be desired. Maybe I don't know. We should. You're right. I, this I is think, getting I into being a disservice trying, to compare the two. Maybe. I, it, it's doing a disservice, but it's also so I think this is trying for so much more than Afro Samurai. Yeah, this this whole I mean, the you know, you'll always be a servant. You can never not be a servant. That is. Yeah, that's that's very thematically relevant, which and, I find yeah. annoying a little bit because Samurai means to serve. Like, oh, no, that's great. I didn't know yeah, that. I didn't think about that. That's what Samurai means. And I know that they're saving that for the reveal. But at the same time, I'm like, literally in Japanese, they're saying servant, like essentially like mm. like it's. I don't know that that line works in the context yeah, of the thing. I, I really want to know what the Japanese for that was because I did watch this dub. This is one of the few things we watched. I mean, you got it because Lakeith Stanfield produced and he's the voice. Exactly. He, he is the voice. directly involved of, with it. I feel like of, the dub uh, is the official yeah. version of this. Yeah. yeah. Can I also say the dub? I found it hilarious when uh, when they first met the, uh, the, the gang of bad guys that become good guys. Yeah. Uh, they're all speaking in English. And then he speaks Japanese. It's like, he spoke Japanese? Yeah, I speak Japanese. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that I, I first was like, scene. How would that translate in a subversion when they're already speaking Japanese? Exactly, exactly. And right. also, that's, ex- that's exactly. Why is right. he not speaking Japanese to all the Japanese people? 
That's what I'm saying. It's a, it's an Adult Swim anime. That's what I'm saying. This it's, it's Adult Swim vibes. Like that's 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 the that's what you need to know about it. I think more I, than anything. Keep, I feel like I feel like I, I love you, but I feel like Adult Swim's vibe and pastiche is in the same vein as like the Afro Samurai continuation of maybe perhaps African American element that's being embedded in. There. Oh no, that's so totally like, true. I, I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't disagree with that. What do you, what do you mean? No, 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 I just, it's just, it's, it, we're, I think we're, I think we're saying the same thing in different ways. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I, all I was saying is, uh, mm, yeah, it's been a while since Afro Samurai, but I don't know. Champloo, I think, would be better, maybe. Champloo is good. Champloo is good. I'm not going to lie that say that Champloo isn't good. Champloo is very good. Again, very, very, very different. different things. Very different, but uh, we're also this, comparing. This has, this has Yasuke. I mean, this. I'm definitely, in terms of African-American representation, Yasuke is going to be better than Champloo, whereas Champloo is more like... cultural taking of elements i mean i I need to look into the history of shampoo well i I wasn't gonna say appropriation but i'm actually very curious about who the fuck made shampoo Mm. yeah Yeah, shampoo definitely took uh the aesthetics and ran with it yeah it's a it's a record like it literally does the record hop on the thing it's it's taking from african-american culture which has definitely gone back and forth like i don't think it's appropriation appropriation usually implies that a that a person of a culture that has historically like for instance like 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 let's say that i played african-american music in some context on pbp i would be appropriating because i'm white from a historically white culture and thus i am taking something from somebody else i'm not sure japanese people and i don't know don't tell me if i'm wrong here can't necessarily appropriate i mean they, clearly they appropriate but it's not bad appropriation in the same way i have no idea I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, but, I'm, a, I'm out of my depth. I would say that yeah. I'm totally completely out of my. I, I feel like here. we've talked about black characters in anime before. that are not great in terms of that, that they totally do a racist thing about black people all the time, too. So, I, oh, but, yeah, but this, Fucking but this, Jesus. but this production is, is unique in that regard, um, I think. Yeah. So. Shampoo, for the record, is written by Masamura Gota and Kodakawa Shoten. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry, no, that's the publisher's Kodakawa Shoten. The animation, uh, the director was uh, uh, Shinichiro Watanabe. Uh, again, obviously Shinichiro. And so yeah, new, all new Jabba's, uh suffuses that show with the, the music. Um, exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's it's it's. Again, I'm not I'm not I'm not going to fucking pass off w- whether this is better or not than Shampoo, because also I just think that's like a poor, like poor, a poor, a poor comparison. You set up the comparison. I'm just saying I'm, I like I'm it. Not, I'm not setting up the comparison. I'm just I'm just I feel the need to acknowledge the history and genre. That's here. How about that? Yeah, yeah. that's what I wanted. And I, and I do think they're in the same genre of content. It just does matter. You know, it's a, it's the same thing too. We always well, do Samurai Champloo is more hip hop. This is more lo-fi kind of. You know, like they're they're also different genres oh, yeah, but, of music a little bit too. You know, yeah, definitely. But 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 also like a lo-fi element emerges in Champloo because like that's that's there too. Sure, it's both. I mean, but and obviously both genres of music are also connected. They are. Deeply. They are. Like, it's a subgenre. Yeah. I'm just like yeah. in terms of the aesthetic. You know, like it's it's they're different. Um, yeah. I, I just, I love the last scene of this. And again, a kind of a pacing problem. There's like a post-credit scene and then another post-credit scene. And it's not great paced, you know? It's it's what, another one of those things. But it's it's worth it. I love the last scene of him just waking up 
like beneath the shade of a tree on a sunny day and panning out to like this vista below him with the uh, the necklace um, from Saki's mother uh, now attached to his sword. And he's just like made peace with, and he smiles at it and he's just made peace with his past. That's what I'm getting at with justifying this as a four is it just has this kind of, a bebop does come to mind a lot as something that's like thematically just so potentially cliche, but it's executed so satisfyingly <laughs> and so beautifully. Yeah. You know, bebop, bebop is, bebop is different. I, I, I don't, I don't, it's, I, I agree with you that, that, that there are again elements in here. And again, I'm just going to admit that I'm like out of my depth and shut the fuck up. No, but bebop I, is more, I, uh, yeah, there's, there's not a <laughs> bebop isn't black. Like, yeah, I mean, we necessarily like, but yeah, it has we, elements. It, it does have elements. It's jazz. Again, appropriate, yeah, appropriated but, elements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which but there's not, is, I don't think there's a black character in bebop though. And y- Yasuke is a black character, like very specifically, very, very. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is, this is, this is talks about like the level of, appropriation and cross-cultural things because it's like one of the things that i always say is like one of my favorite movies of all times is the good the bad and the weird which if you want to talk about the cultural heritage of the good the bad and the weird that is the good the bad and the weird is based off the good the bad and the ugly which is a sergio leon spaghetti western which is where you know we made like fucking films in italy based off uh, a, a film series based off the first of the film series is uh, for a, a fistful of dollars, which is literally a spaghetti Western ripoff of a Kurosawa film, which was the Yojimbo, the bodyguard film. Literally, if you put the film side by side, they have like almost identical run times down to scene and shot composition, which is hilarious to me that Sergio Leon literally ripped off Akira Kurosawa and then a South Korean director ripped off a film that was ripped off by Sergio Leon of Kurosawa and it's just like the back and forth of it has just made like th- a bunch of beautiful movies. Like a fistful of dollars is like a classic. Uh, the good, the bad and the ugly is a classic. The good, the bad and the weird is now a South Korean classic, which I also think doesn't get as much uh, acknowledgement over in the West, but it is still a really, really, really good film. And it's just like one of those things, like I think cross control, like cross cultural contamination of like contents and that when done respectfully can be just absolutely amazing. Although I'd argue that maybe perhaps I, I don't know the context of Sergio Leone and like uh, Akira Kurosawa with Yojimbo and like A Fistful of Dollars. It's not great I don't think. <laughs> like I feel like he may have just stolen that so I don't I don't know I need to double check with like more context with that but uh, yeah I just think that like the, the, the mash is always good and this is absolutely all about the mash. The monster mash? <laughs> the cultural smash. It's the mash. I, I don't know how the rest of the song goes. I'm going to guess uh, on a lighter note, this spider lady did not necessarily turn you on, Jack. No, no, she wasn't not, really a spider lady. She just had like demon webs. This is like weird. I didn't like it. Nah. Yeah. I love how we, I love how that's like the, the fucking end of this episode. This is like really deep episode. And it's like, it always reverts back Jack to the, the spider lady spider make you girls. horny. No, this is, this doesn't count. It was a joke She's I thought just, of once I watched the last episode without you. I was like, oh, I wonder what you thought of the spider woman. I was too drunk. So <laughs> I had to watch the last episode again today, to be honest. With oh, you. yeah. Um, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we give Yasuke a four out of five. So definitely go check that out. Uh, definitely worth your time uh, for Animania. This has been Edwin Reyes. Bye. Trevor Flynn. Goodbye. 
And I've been your host, Jack Newman. Head on over to our uh, uh, podcasting forums on Twitter and Facebook, where you can tell us that we're so wrong about Yasuke and it should have been five out of five, or how we were so, I guess, still wrong and it should have been one out of five. Just go, everybody go over there and tell us about that and let us know. Uh, and then while you're there, check out all our other podcasts, including the Movie Gang podcast and the Pen and Paper Pod. The Pen and Paper Pod comes back every Monday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's our live stream Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Check that out with our co-star Tanner there. That's the, pretty much this cast plus Tanner. Uh, and then you can also check out the Movie Gang podcast, which is our movies podcast, where you can check out all of our other delightful movie reviews, including our just our recent Oscars review. And coming up, we're going to be talking about Mortal Kombat. I burped and threw up a little bit, so I can't do the dun 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 dun. It's pretty good. You should check it out, honestly. All right, from everyone here at Animania and by extension the Tuscan Shed Media Network, thanks for listening.